There was an idea. Dormammu, I come to bargain. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Bunch of jackasses standing in a circle. Asking Robbins always finds out. Hire for the faster way. Are you Tony Stank? I am Iron Man. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Assembly Required, an MCU retrospective, the show where we reassemble the MCU piece by piece, movie by movie, episode by episode. I am your host, Eduardo, and I am being joined today by uh, my original podcast partner, Peaches. Little Chuckles in little, the house. <laughs> little Chuckles. <laughs> and uh, we've got uh, another vacancy this week, so to have no vacancy... I don't know. I was trying to like somehow <laughs> tie in the School of Rock because in the School of Rock, the band that they play against that uh, Jack Black's original band that he like gets like fired from is called No Vacancy. Okay. I don't know how I was going to tie that in, but that's where my brain was going. School of Rock since I was in high school, I think. I've seen School of Rock approximately 600 times. I need to watch it now. Is it going to mess up the mic if I like have it been yes. like this? Yeah. Also, you need to have it way closer to your mouth. Well, I know, but I was demonstrating. You need to be in tonguing distance. Well, yours is also like bending. Is that going to mess up the cord? No, because it's not touching my body. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) And also, Bailey's here, I guess. (laughs) You could have said you're like life partner instead of your podcast. I was. I had. Uh, uh, a thing like it was not coming together. <laughs> I hadn't finished yet, and you were like, "Uh, look at this microphone. How do microphones work?" I was born yesterday. <laughs> I love that you other podcast hosts have left me alone with these two. <laughs> uh, my wife Bailey's here, so my wife, my wife. We brought her on here, similarly to how we brought on Danny as the <laughs> as the the limp hand expert. <laughs> We've brought on Bailey here as the lawyer that gets really irrationally angry expert. What? Do you turn green? Uh, yes. At will? Yes. Oh. That's a fact. Wow. <laughs> wow. Hey, I'm here. Look at you. Look at you here. Ready to talk about do She-Hulk. You, do you break the fourth wall? I was trying to think. You know what? I thought about <laughs> yeah. the other day. Our listener-only podcast listeners are really going to get that bit. You, you know how... <laughs> You know how um, I have that really stupid joke theory that like I'm on the Peaches show and you're all paid actors and like it's like the Truman Show but for Peaches. Yeah, you do know because I've told you before and your actors. I should start really like leaning into that and looking into a fake camera. I sometimes I don't know if anybody else is like this, but I sometimes treat my inner monologue as if I am like on a show like that where I'm breaking yeah, the like fourth wall. Yeah, like a mockumentary. Yeah, 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 yeah. You go sit in a chair and you just like, I can't believe Dwight <laughs> said that. <laughs> I can't believe he fell for that. You don't do that? No. Okay. <laughs> when I'm cooking, I do like to pretend I'm on a cooking show. I don't know if that is similar mm. or not. I think that counts. Is that why you're always crying and what saying, you- <laughs> yes, chef from the kitchen? <laughs> what <are> you- yeah. <laughs> a, which cooking show? And B, what do you say to pretend you're on a cooking show? Uh, just it's what my inner monologue is saying I, like i'm narrating what i'm doing talking to the fans yeah i'm, I'm guessing more of like a bon appetit cooking oh, okay type of video not yeah, I hope like, it's not a, like chopped or yeah <laughs> god i can't believe eduardo made me use this basket ingredient <laughs> what am i supposed to do with cantaloupe like rinds running around yelling at everyone i try to make frozen yogurt behind. every night she, she's like wrap behind <laughs> 
<laughs> to be fair, she's basically like that with Raph and Teddy. She's like, get out of the way. Mm. What do you, um? do you use the blast chiller to make ice cream every night? And I then the judges that say, that's a smart move. Yeah, uh, it's never a smart every move. Every time to she do goes that. to the ice cream, I go, damn, it's never a smart move to yeah. the ice cream. <laughs> it's always a bad idea. Uh, yeah. But who doesn't love ice cream? Judges. That's who. Speaking of judges. <laughs> Speaking of judges, we're talking all about She Hulk, <laughs> Attorney at Law, Episode 1 A Normal Amount of Rage, written by Jessica Gao and directed by Kat Cairo. Peach. You have actually been reading some She-Hulk, and you're going to give us a little bit of a She-Hulk character introduction here. Yeah, we haven't. I don't feel like we've done a full character bio in a while. Uh, mostly be, probably Moon Knight, but like... Yeah, and Robbie's usually the character bio guy. Yeah. Uh, so I did the character bio this time. So I'm going to talk for a while about the sensational She-Hulk, which I think is a great little title there. Jen Walters is her real name she's got some other fun aliases that i kind of hope show up one of them more than the other one of them is the jade giantess which i don't think they will say in this disney plus show the jolly jade giantess the other one is shulky shulky oh (laughs) yes she hulk shulky now it's shulky time uh, she's got a law degree from UCLA. Uh, you guys might have seen she had a little UCLA mug or something on her shelf in the very first scene. Um, so that's a little little treat there for you. The cousin of Bruce Banner. Um, and in the com, and this is like her comic stuff, right? So we'll see how it compares. But she was created by Stan Lee and John Bush Bushima. B- Bush- <laughs> Buscema. You're going to say John Buscemi. Buscema. Yeah, <laughs> John Buscemi. Um, and she was actually the last character that Stan Lee created for like tw- like 12 years or something. She was created in the 1980s, and he didn't create another character until 1992. So, Who did that, he create in 92? Do you have that? I didn't write it down, but it was something I didn't recognize. The reason she was created was because there was a TV show called The Bionic Woman. I don't know if you guys ever watched that. Um, that show came out, and Marvel Studios, Marvel whatever comics at the time, was afraid that the show, The Bionic Woman show, might introduce a character that was basically a female version of the Hulk. And they didn't want to not have the rights to a character like that for the future. So they quickly threw together She-Hulk to beat the Bionic Woman show to the punch, essentially, um, so that they could just have that character. Uh, So that's how and why she was created. Her first comic appearance, like I said, was in 1980. It's in The Savage She-Hulk number one. And if you were watching closely, similarly to Moon Knight, there's a little QR code in the beginning of this episode where you can go to Marvel Unlimited and read that issue for free. That's cool. So that was pretty cool of them. Did you know it would be there, or did you just see it on your own? I saw it on my own, and I had my roommate pause, and I was like, I need to see what that is. If anyone's going to be a little Deadpool's thing, shut up. She-Hulk did it first. Leave it alone. And some of the stuff she would do, at least at first, she would like tear tear through the comic pages um you know they they put advertisements in comics sometimes she would walk through them to advance the plot quicker um and then there were times that like she would be written to argue with whoever the writer was like about something that they had her say and she'd be like no i'm not saying that so it sounds like fun ways that she would break the fourth wall 
Titania, which we who we see at the very end of this episode, is her arch nemesis. I don't really know the She-Hulk rogues gallery, if you will, but I'm sure we'll see more of Titania later because Jamil Nanjiani. Oh, I meant to look that Jamila up. Jamil Jamil. I'm thinking of a different person. Yeah, you are thinking of a different person. Uh, she's great, and I love her, even though I don't know her name. And we're probably going to see her more. So we'll talk about her on a different episode. She-Hulk has been on a bunch of teams. She's been on every popular team, basically. She's been an Avenger. She's been a Defender. She's been on the Fantastic Four. She's been on the uh, two other versions of the Fantastic Four that have different names. She's been a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. She's been on, like, every freaking team there is. And she has been ranked by CBR as the 18th greatest Marvel character of all time. IGN rated her the 88th greatest comic book character of all time. And there was some other website, I don't remember when I was looking this up, that she was just just shy of top 100. So it's sort of shocking to me that we are not, we're just now getting She-Hulk in phase four, knowing how popular she is. And I know Robbie's a big fan. A lot of comic book friends that I've had throughout the years have talked about liking She-Hulk, but at the time I wasn't into the comics. So I was, cool, you like She-Hulk. That doesn't mean anything to me, you know? And But I think it's easy to see why. She has a lot of personality that we see in this episode, and that comes through on the pages. The issues that I read were the 2014 run, which were by Charles Sole and Javier Pulido. Charles Sole was a former lawyer, so it's fun that he wrote a run of She-Hulk uh, using his law expertise, as, as so it is written. And I have one more fun fact about She-Hulk... Uh, from the comics at one point she was married to John Jameson which is J. Jonah Jameson's son aka the man wolf the one that in the comics no excuse me in the animated series John Jameson has like a thing with Mary Jane goes into space he's an astronaut he goes into space and when he comes back he brings back with him the symbiote that eventually goes to Peter Parker and uh. becomes Venom. Venom. <laughs> yes. So that's it. That's my character bio for, for Jen Walters, the sensational She-Hulk. Uh, it feels very true to the comic. I, I, I really liked that run. I do recommend that run. And so far, it feels like she's playing exactly how I would expect her to be in my head. What did I you read. say the writer was that was a lawyer? Charles Sole, S-O-U-L-E. It might just be Soul. I just assume the E needs to be pronounced. I just wanted to see what kind of lawyer he was. Mm. Man, that's really interesting for it is interesting. specifically Bailey. Oh, he worked at uh, Ropes and Gray, which is a big law firm. He did immigration <laughs> really? law, transactional law. <laughs> And corporate law. I was just interested to know if he was like a criminal defense attorney or public mm. defender or something. Yeah, I didn't I didn't write that. I have a long list of notes here. I didn't write that part down. Sorry. It's okay. I should have been more studious of the law. <laughs> I knew you'd be here. What is the responsibility of those with power? Jennifer Walters says to her colleagues who stand in her office, listening to her practice or closing arguments for an upcoming big case. As she drones on with legal jargon, as lawyers are often do, <laughs> as lawyers often do, <laughs> as lawyers are often do, <laughs> she ends with the killer, because those with the most power have the most to answer for. But let's be honest, and Jen knows it too. 
You're not going to be able to focus on this fun lawyer show, Jen's own words, Jen's own words, excuse me, until you know all about the Hulk thing looming over her. So let's quickly get up to speed with a flashback to a few months ago when Jen went on a road trip with her cousin Bruce, okay? We were informed via text by Chris, who's not able to be here today because he's over at uh, the Magic Kingdom at Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. <laughs> in the rain. In the rain. <laughs> getting his candy all wet. Not in a fun way. Oh. <laughs> uh, I hated it. <laughs> and he sent us some really fun information about the beginning of this episode. Peach, fill him in. Yeah, I, I, I also think we should talk about this, too, because it's interesting having watched the episode. So Chris um, wanted to mention, I'll just read this literally from the the DM. Oh, since I won't be there to talk about it, I wanted to bring up, in case this was something you wanted to discuss, that originally all the Jen slash Bruce stuff in the first episode was going to be done as a flashback in the Pentultimate episode, but test audiences wanted to know how she got her powers earlier. So when she says, I know you won't be able to pay attention to this law show if I don't explain this, it's the actual truth. I find that very interesting, and also I find it meta as fuck that <laughs> they're like, Hey, you guys couldn't uh, you guys couldn't handle this, so we'll we'll take care of it for you. And not only did they do that, but they like called them out for it. But I also think if that's true, say we got that version of the show where the flashback sequence, which was most of this episode, was the penultimate episode. I I guess a I wonder what would have happened between the yeah what the two first little law blips and then. Would it have, and we can't know this because we don't know how the show is going to progress or end, but it feels like a training montage where she was pretty much good at everything she tried right away would be really weird to have as a second to last episode. Like we're leading up to some finale and then, okay, let's go watch her train and be really good at it. If I were to guess, I think it would be because one, that ship has some sort of implications in the story. Yeah. And maybe there was more to it. And the other thing I think is they were saving the reveal, maybe because before they did the marketing for this, they were saving the reveal of Mark Ruffalo is actually in the show. Even though I think we knew Mark Ruffalo for like months, we knew he was going to be in there. Maybe they're like wanting it to be some kind of big reveal. Yeah. I also feel like maybe it would have been more emotional if we saw all of that at the end because like you know i don't really care at this point how stressed and how sad she is about how it's like changed her life because we don't know her Mm. um and like there's like uh like a serious scene where he's talking about how it's like gonna change her life forever and blah 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 and we like quickly find out that that's not the case so i'm interested to see if like maybe i would have liked seeing it there we can't say for now i will say like was weird as Peaches pointed out that there, the amount of show that took place in, I guess, the present was literally like five minutes. Like it really was like an if episode that. within an episode. Um, I think that's my like only complaint about this episode is that like, you know, we could have just had a, an origin story to start it out and then maybe the like fourth wall breaking at the beginning. But it, I don't know. It was just interesting framing. You know, someone will end up putting this in timeline order anyway. <laughs> They'll be like, you need to watch uh, minutes four through 26 of She-Hulk episode one. Then you can watch minutes one through four and, and don't minutes 26. And the post-credit scene. Yeah. <laughs> the post-credit scene has to go after in the middle. 
Yeah. Yeah, you do have During to put the, it in the middle. The, the scene where they're drinking. Because the bar is, either the bar has been rebuilt or that is just later in the night when they first get drunk. Yeah. Or don't get drunk. Yeah, I, I, think, I, the sh- I, I think the ship does have something to do with it. I yeah. think that's the reason too because it's very random for the ship to be there if not. I agree. Uh, yeah, and it's not addressed the rest of the episode. I know it's supposed to like... Obviously, I'm sure it will come up later on, but it's like weird because it like isn't set up as like some mystery. There's no focus at all, no discussion of the ship. It's just you see a ship for like 30 seconds and then to be forgotten until whatever (laughs) episode it comes back up in. Like at no point in her like Hulk transformation was she like, wow, it's crazy. A ship was in the middle of the road or anything. (laughs) Just nobody mentions it at all. Well, because it could have been if the ship's not important, it could have been anything, right? They were on... They were on a windy road. It could have been another bad... It could have been a bad driver that swerves them off the road. It could have been an animal in the road. You know, it could have been anything. Well, yeah, that's like... Yeah, it's a flying ship. I think it is significant. Yeah. But, like, just no no one mentions it. Yeah. So, I think that's probably what it is. How it gets gets mingled in with the end of the series. But, yeah, I just find it interesting. Bruce Banner sits next to Jen in the passenger seat, telling her all about the device he's created, an inhibitor to heal his broken arm. Oh, I'm sorry. Also, I love that she eats Cheetos with chopsticks. I immediately loved this version of this character for that reason. That's like one of the first things. Why are you eating Cheetos? Because you don't get your hands all... all I do the same thing with Cheetos. (laughs) You eat Cheetos with chopsticks? Yes. That's very strange, but it's true. I learned that from somebody that we all used to uh, work with at Pirate Attraction. How often do you have Cheetos and chopsticks? Not at very the same often. Location. <laughs> Not very often, but when I do, I, I use them together. I feel like I use my big meaty claws for the exact opposite. <laughs> I like the Cheeto same. fingers. Yeah, to I be want like a to savage. have the Cheetos. <laughs> fi- I want to have the Cheeto fingers. No, I don't like. There's very. You have to be a very good food for me to want to get my hands messy while I'm eating. Wings are like, I love, you guys know, I love wings. I get down on wings, but it took me a long time to like wings because I didn't want to get my yeah, hands I messy. Yeah, I wipe my hands like every single bite, but no, I love a, I love a good Cheeto. <laughs> no, no, no. You got to be able to, <laughs> so you got to be able to get in there with your hands, with the wings. Your fingertips are all full of like sauce and then you drink your drink by picking it up with your palms. <laughs> yes. You, you keep your hands away. You pick it up with your palms. You take a little sip of soda, and then you get back to your wings. God forbid anyone calls you or anything. No, while no, you're, you're, no, you are dead to the world. Yeah, you for are. That, you know, forty-five to an hour, and then you know you go to the restaurants that they don't give you individual napkins. You have to like take one off of a roll, and you're like, how do I use my fingers? And I don't taint the whole paper towel roll with my garlic parm hands. <laughs> Bruce has a device that stops him from turning into the Hulk and speeds up the recovery process. Jen, though, couldn't be bothered with this and instead turns her back to her own pressing argument. Was Steve Rogers a virgin? Their cousin <laughs> back and forth banter is interrupted when an unidentified spaceship comes out of nowhere, causing Jen to swerve off the road and send the car tumbling down a nearby hill. Jen climbs out of the car in one piece, but she's cut up and bleeding all down her arm. Why didn't she climb out of the car, Naruto? 
<laughs> she crawls back into the car and frees Bruce from his seatbelt. <laughs> car demon slayer. <laughs> but he's more worried about <laughs> other things. The collision destroyed the inhibitor on his forearm, and he's bleeding out Hulk blood everywhere. I think bleeding was... out, digging deeper. Just... Sorry. However, it's too late. Some of Bruce's Hulk blood drips into Jen's open wound, and before she can register what is happening, she's transformed into a Hulk herself, which is, to be honest, pretty shocking for her. Hulk blood. I really like Tatiana Maslany, who is the person that plays um, She Hulk in this. She plays um, she plays Jen. I, I I really like her when she is not She Hulk. Oh. There is something lost when she turns into She Hulk, and I didn't notice it the first episode. And I thought She Hulk looked weird in the first episode, and I couldn't put my finger on why. And while we were watching the second episode, I started talking to Bailey about what it was that kind he of distracted me. Mm. Uh, yeah, when we rewatched, I apologize. When we rewatched, uh, it, you know, it finally came to me what was going on. I, I don't actually think that She-Hulk CGI is bad. I think the CGI is pretty good. Uh, I think it's yeah. pretty kind of on par with Hulk. I think they're fine. What is what What doesn't get it for me is the facial expressions. Mm. Tatiana uh, must... I want to make sure I say her name correctly. Tiana Maslani has re- has a very expressive face. She is she expresses emotion strongly with facial expressions, and the She Hulk that they have created does not. And mm. that disconnect kind of takes me out of it a little bit at times. I wonder if they tried and it just looked too weird in combination with their their Maybe. CGI. I don't know. Maybe why uh, does her hair turn straight when she becomes She Hulk? I mean, in the comics, it's green. You right? know, I was going to make fun of you. For, I, for a split second, I was going to make fun of you. For, like, that's the thing you're worried about. But I had a similar thought. So they, like, grow in muscle and, and size, right? Like, their bones probably expand. Their muscles expand. I literally just said bones, and I'm still going to say this anyway. It's weird that they're, like, other tinier facial features also well, grow. Yeah, she looks like a they different... had small teeth and now they have bigger teeth. <laughs> and then and they go back, they go back to having smaller teeth. <laughs> she looks <laughs> like a different weird? person when she's she Hulk. Like uh. she has like short curly hair. It's very like distinct looking. And then for mm. some reason when she's she Hulk, she has really like long, blown out straight hair. Um, also like Are you, would you be okay with her hair changing color but the style staying the same yeah because i feel like your hairstyle is kind of like reflective of your like your personality and so like she has short curly hair also she probably naturally has it but like she as a person makes the choice to keep her like curly hair so it's weird that when she's she hulk she has very straight hair also like i noticed that when she's she hulk her like her waist looks more snatched and her boobs seem to look bigger muscle Muscly boobs. Pecs, baby. Maybe. <laughs> it is kind of weird. I also think it's like in direct contrast with Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. Mark Ruffalo, I was talking to Bailey about this, but Mark Ruffalo, I don't think is as expressive of an actor as Tatiana. And I think he can kind of get away with being less expressive as the Hulk because he's not necessarily, that's not really what he is about when he acts in any other movie. He's not like a very expressive actor. It's more of like his delivery and kind of like, uh, you know. No, yeah, she acts like like with her face, like, right. like Emma Stone or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, mm. definitely. And so it is, when she becomes She-Hulk, she kind of loses some of that. 
I wonder if that'll like play out in the show because like they talk about how she doesn't have like a different personality, but like her as She Hulk like looks like pretty different from her as herself, and maybe that's like her other personality. Maybe they'll get more wild with it as the show goes on, like with the because her friend Nikki does say that she has the what I don't remember exactly like the Jen Walters uh, something some facial expression. She like mentioned it in yeah, in the first part of the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, yeah, it would be kind of weird, I guess, to mention that and then not bake that into the the animation. You know? Yeah. Eventually, Jen passes out and wakes up sometime later. Now transformed back to Jen, she wanders to a nearby bar and sneaks in the back, where she's aided by a gaggle of friendly girls who are more than happy to help clean her up. A gaggle. <laughs> this is like I guess you guys have never had this experience, but like there's just a very distinct experience of talking to women that you don't know in a bar bathroom who is are that like common. It is. It's like huh. a a thing that like you will maybe see jokes about it on like Twitter or TikTok, but like women in bathrooms when they're drunk are just very friendly. They hmm. were all like friendly and like dressed her and took care. Well, because also like, would you put on a- another girl's makeup for her if you met her in the bathroom for the first time? I would not, but I think those girls thought that that was their way of being helpful because it mm-hmm. looked like she had been in a distressing situation. Oh, and I yeah. mean, she had been, but not the kind that they thought. And so I think they were trying to like help her out, but I don't even put makeup on myself, so I'm not going to put it on a stranger. Jen uses one of their phones to call Bruce and heads outside to wait for him when a group of guys starts catcalling her. Jen tries to move away from them, but the men follow, and before she realizes what's happening, she's transformed into the Hulk again, raging at them when some green blur knocks her out. That reminded me of Twilight. That's all. It was the A-train. She was only nubs left. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, waking up in a strange place, Jen finds herself in some tropical location. Wandering around the house, she hears music and heads into the basement to find Hulk down there. Sorry, Smart Hulk. <laughs> he didn't cut. Co- he didn't come up with the name. He swears. Hulk explains to Jen that he's in Mexico at his hideout, where he spent the blip merging both his Bru- Bruce and Hulk identities together. Why didn't he call himself Broke? I don't know. Or Broke. Broke. Tony. That's Tony Stark. Built the location for Bruce a while ago, joking that it was only a loner and he might take it back at any time. What are you laughing about? <laughs> you can laugh into the microphone. It's part of the experience. I don't I should. I had a thought. Like, what if he went by? Put the mic up to your. Yeah, put the mic up. <laughs> what if he went? <laughs> this better be actually funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not... like. Instead of broke, what if? He... Put it up to your. No, what if he went by? Put... No, Bailey. Put the microphone up to I your mouth. You trying say... to say? Say it. <laughs> <laughs> what if he went by what? Who's? <laughs> Watching Bailey crack up. <laughs> this is, what if Dr. Seuss wrote The Incredible Hulk? <laughs> the Incredible Hoose. Hooses and Heasels. <laughs> she Hooses and She Heasels. <laughs> I'm like crying. Oh my God. There's so much to process, but Jen has another thing on her mind. 
Did they hit a spacecraft? Uh, did they hit a spaceship? According to Hulk, yes, they did. A Sakaran class A courier craft. Hulk thinks. Wait, that- he said that. Now I feel stupid for being like he never talked about it ever again. Yeah, he literally says the name of the ship. No one corrected me for being an idiot. No, we knew that the the record would correct you. Yeah. Also, I think maybe this is obvious, but in case uh, it's been a while since Thor Ragnarok for some of y'all, uh, you know, this could this could be something from when he was stuck in the Hulk's body for a very long time. I mean, it's a Sakaran ship. Yeah, it's right. It's from Sakaar. So. Right. That's what I'm saying. So I'm curious. I, I saw some some speculation that while he was stuck in the Hulk body on Sakaar, um, that he like had a kid with somebody. And that's how we're gonna get like uh, God. I don't Hulkling? remember. Is it Hulkling? He There's had a, a he Hulk. had a. There's a young Hulk. Yeah, but it's I don't know if it's Hulkling because I think that is someone else's kid. Weirdly, uh, it's he had a kid with Thundara. I think in the comics, it's Thundara is like a villain, but she's like I don't know some like cat goddess. I don't know. She's a cat goddess. I don't know. I'm doing my best here. Was the speculation based on like any other no. clues or just that it was in a comic run? And yes. Might say, okay. That one. Damn, I was excited for Baby Hulk. Like Baby Groot? Uh, yeah. It's uh, Kyera. During Planet Hulk, it was Hulk who courted Kyera. No, Thundara. I'm showing Kyera on Planet Hulk. How many women has he... Probably she gave lot. birth to Scar and Hero Kala. Scar, those were his two sons. Uh, that's not what I. I mean, that's probably re- Lyra is who I saw. L y r a. Hulk's other daughter okay, is it's a, a good explain. It's a daughter, not a son. Is that Lyra is the daughter of Hulk and Thundara, but it's not the one from Planet Hulk. Okay, well, the then, one from Planet Hulk is. Or the ones from Planet Hulk are Scar and Hero Kala. Then what I saw was and some people being dumb. One of them is Red that Hulk. That checks out. <laughs> <laughs> Hulk calmly tries to explain to her that during the accident, she got a lethal dose of gamma radiation. Is Jen going to die? No, no. Hulk just didn't finish his sentence. And he's (laughs) been busy synthesizing Jen's blood. Weirdly, her body is okay with the gamma radiation. He actually even used some of her blood to completely heal his arm. Jen wants to go back to normal now. She demands that the Hulk make her one of those devices he had on his arm uh, so she won't turn into a Hulk again, but he can't do that. Hulk has spent years trying to figure this out, and maybe after a few years in the lab, he could figure out how to integrate Jen and her own Hulk version, too. <laughs> God damn it. I'm sorry, I just thought of who's again. It's <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> just say it once. Who's? <laughs> and Marta doesn't think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much for Jen who starts hyperventilating, thinking about how she just got her own lawyer office and business cards. Thankfully, that's fixed with pancakes. <sighs> Fuck pancakes. All right. Sorry. <laughs> that's personal. Yeah, let's just, let's just gloss. Let's just not, <laughs> not acknowledge that at all. Over pancakes, Hulk tries to explain to his cousin that she's going to have to change her entire life, avoid stressful situations, stay away from people. But Jen has to go back to her job. She can't do either of those things working as a lawyer, and Hulk drops a thick binder on the table. She is now on a multi-year journey and will have to come to terms with being a Hulk. Hulk sets up some tests to see what makes Jen turn into a Hulk, with the main triggers being anger and fear, which Jen points out is the baseline of being a woman. 
when a bunch of bone-crushing saws... Bone-crushing saws. <laughs> I think that was maybe the worst impression you've ever done. <laughs> Who was I doing an impression of? Bone saw. Yeah, okay. Bone saw. It wasn't that bad. It was pretty bad. I mean, I'm not saying mine was good. <laughs> uh, the bone-crushing saws come at her, and she freaks out and turns into a Hulk, smashing the device, destroying a door, and then throwing it at Hulk. I think she brought up a good point, which is what does he use that for the rest of the time? Why did he have that little bone saw murder <laughs> trap? Gives him a thrill. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually Jigsaw. To play a whole game, <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to play a hoose. <laughs> Stop! You can't bring up hoose. <laughs> uh, that's his. That's actually his jigsaw nickname. <laughs> this recording is going to be eighty percent laughing. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. He's not sorry. Jen, now as a Hulk, rages around the room as Bruce tries to calm her down. She immediately asks him why asks him why he's talking to her like a stray horse, and this startles Hulk. Even though she's a Hulk, she's maintained her Jen personality, which for him took years. Okay, but now that she's turned into Hulk, how does she turn back into Jen? Hulk doesn't have the best examples, telling her that usually he falls out of a jet or is knocked out by a robot, or Natasha, for a while, told him a lullaby. Don't question it. (laughs) Jen is pretty flippant at these suggestions, and Hulk tries to reason with her, knowing that her regular anger is only heightened by being a Hulk, and one wrong move can mean death and destruction. Realizing she's not getting out of here anytime soon, Jen gives in. Hulk can teach her how to be a Hulk. So, how do you learn how to be a Hulk? Meditation? Check. Being startled awake by an air horn? Check. (laughs) Spandex, check. Boulder tossing, check. Balance, she's got it. I loved, I got to interrupt you real quick. I loved this montage, specifically the the points in it where like Bruce is trying to show off. Like he's throwing that, he's like, I just take that little boulder and just don't try too hard. Just, you know, do your best. And don't she, hurt yourself. And she throws it further and then he, you know, he gets like upset and throws one into orbit and she's like, oh, wow, you did it. <laughs> like, good for you. And then when they jump together, she lands and this wasn't in the trailer. I'm so glad that they didn't put this in the trailer because after they do the superhero landing, she's like, oh, man, man. <laughs> I just thought it was really funny. Yeah, I like that part too. <laughs> She also like because she's not like muscly like Hulk. She's very like lanky and kind of like looks like a jumping praying mantis. <laughs> Does she Damn. not? <laughs> I'm uh, petitioned to write a new comic book called Hoos and the Jumping Praying Mantis. <laughs> I played bass for Hoos and the Jumping Praying Mantis. That's it's actually crazy. that was actually one of the bands in Scott Pilgrim. Oh, that is true. <laughs> The band, the band. While the, the training, band. while the training montage goes surprisingly well, Jen is frustrated. When is she ever going to use these useless Hulk things practicing law? Realizing that's all he's done is show her the downsides to being a Hulk, Hulk decides it's time to cut loose. One of the upsides of turning green is super fast metabolism, meaning that all drinks are simply long buzzes. Sitting at Hulk's speedside bar, he reminisces about building it with Tony, musing, it was a good time during a hard time. That made me a little sad. That line made you a little sad? No, just 
the you know him. It was a good time during a hard time. I thought it was uh, really is cute. It yeah. <laughs> just means something real different to me. It made me sad because Tony died, and they were pals. Was there maybe an air of like love, like yeah, maybe the, like yeah of longing between Bruce and Tony? Um, I thought it was. A little bit of romance. Fun and cute. Their initials were right next to each other. Yeah. Have you ever written your initials on a bar next to your bestie? Well, I've never built a bar with my bestie. Dude, we should build a bar. Let's build a bar (laughs) and then put our initials. I also don't know how it's a good thing that you like never get drunk because did you see how much alcohol they drank? They did in this economy. Yeah, it's the opposite. You want to be able to get sloshed really quickly. Yeah, I was I was kind of confused about how that was a good side. I'm like, so you have to drink so much more. Yeah, that's expensive. Well, and then they still got a hangover, which I was confused about. Well, she did. He didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because she's still like partially. Maybe if she would have. Maybe if she would have stayed in Hulk form through her sleep, maybe she would have been fine. Mm. While Hulk training might be all fun and games for Hulk, Jen's getting restless. Hulk tries to reason with Jen, explaining that it takes a lot to control anger, but she's been doing it her whole life already. Isn't that what it's like to be a woman anyway? Is it, Bailey? Is that what it's like <laughs> to be a woman? That's your transition? Yeah. Um. I mean, I could definitely relate to her anger of having a man talk to me about needing to control anger and how I have to regulate my emotions and how I have to act. And also, like... The entire time he's like, well, he genuinely like thinks she like needs this training, but I also can like, it resonates with me, like having a man tell me what to do and how to do it. And like, she didn't need his help. It all ended up being fine without him. And everything she said was correct. I think there are a lot of women out there, people who identify as women that like, you know, like get catcalled or mansplain like she talked about like having a man uh, explain her area of the law and um her like male co-worker like made like annoying jokes to her and also like made some like weird comment and was like are you gonna listen to a paralegal over a real lawyer or something like shit well, that guy was <laughs> a like, dick like he right was, away yeah. yeah um and i'm sure that will come up again and also like just thinking like i would definitely feel the same way as her just wanting to get back to being a lawyer and doing what I want to do because it takes a really long time to become a lawyer. Like you have to go to undergrad for four years and then you have to go to law school for three years. Um, and then you have to take out student loans, usually to the tune of like between 100 and $300,000. Um, and as, as we know, <laughs> being an Avenger doesn't pay well, I guess. I mean, that's what happened with Sam. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think it depends which Avenger you are, but I think, yeah, I don't think she is would be in it for the money. I mean, it's a little tough that she's currently a prosecutor, but I think she will pivot to something else. Is later prosecutor on. the low tier of lawyer salaries? This I'm, is a real question. I don't I know. I meant like ethically, it's tough she's a prosecutor because prosecutors are the ones that are sending people to prison. Ah, okay. Um, but yeah, they're like... They're not like not me. I'm not talking about oh. me, but for the fans. Oh, <laughs> not for me. What is like like what uh, is the? They yeah. They're so you are definitely getting, not for me. You're getting paid by the government, not like a private client. So you're for sure on the lower end, but probably like, you know, anywhere between like fifty and eighty thousand. What? But yeah, yeah, not a lot considering that it costs fifty thousand a year to go to law school. So. 
And then like similarly, like a public defender. Um, in some states, a public defender doesn't even have to make the same as a prosecutor, but they're both like required by the legal system to exist, you know? Um, yeah, so the people that are like public defenders and prosecutors, they're really doing it just because they love it. When her pal Nikki said that she would be the DA someday, what is the pay jump to district attorney? I mean, you're still not going to be rich, but yeah, it's more. I, but you're more. never. <laughs> you're never. Why gonna... don't you have these figures pulled up? Okay, so the Bruce guy, would be so the guy that you. wrote the comic, he worked at Ropes and Gray, which is like a big law firm. Mm-hmm. Um, like they have offices, like in like every state probably um but he probably made like closer to like two hundred thousand, like like fresh out of law school Ooh, wow um and i as a da i don't think he would like ever make two hundred thousand. damn yeah but, um anyway so after you go to law school you're not even done you have to take the bar uh, and you have to study for eight weeks because for some reason everything that you learned in law school wasn't enough you have to start from scratch then you maybe pass the bar. Uh, and it's a lot of steps. And the and bar is specific to the state you want to practice yeah, in, so right? Yeah, so if she ever moved... Yeah, so she can't like go and be a lawyer in any state as like, a little Avenger lawyer. Right, it's be- California or nowhere. Yeah. And there, are there any that are like multi-state? Or is it there are 50 bars to pass if you wanted they, to be able to law like a, anywhere? They have something called the Uniform Bar Exam, um, which is kind of what i took but like if you pass in that state then your score is good for another state but the catch is you have to like pay (laughs) for each state and so like you don't have to take the test again but you have to go through the like application process and the background check okay i have another question i'm sorry this is now turning into (laughs) the question bailey segment what is the justification for this is it because each state has its own slight little tweaks with laws and so you have to be in the know of that state or something i mean i personally think it's dumb but i think that is the justification and also uh each state wants to do their own like vetting process to make sure that you are like qualified to be a lawyer so like the questions that i was asked wouldn't necessarily be the same questions that other states would ask like because they ask like your uh like your last 10 years of employment last 10 years of like where you lived um the a few states like ask like weird mental health questions like have you ever gone to a therapist it's weird to me that there's like that i can think of there's like no other job that does this if i if like i'm a data analyst and i live in florida if i wanted to go do data analysis in louisiana they wouldn't be like ooh. You gotta, you gotta take the the Louisiana data analysis class first. That'll be five thousand dollars. What about cops? Do cops have to retrain when they go to a new state? Do cops train? I don't know. <laughs> Period. I don't want to talk about cops. Um, <laughs> prosecutors are usually good pals with cops. Oh no! Because you know they are they're on the same side. They're on the same yeah. team. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I, the idea is that like all of these like gatekeeping mechanisms it's really what they are like protecting the public so that i don't like defraud you or like steal all your money or just do a bad job representing i don't even know i think it's all dumb and you wouldn't defraud me in your home state but you would (laughs) in a neighboring state 
I'm not questioning you. I'm <laughs> questioning the. It's probably just capitalism, and they want your money. Well, yeah, and it's like uh, the like the current thinking is like you know like this is how it's always been. This is what I had to do, oh, so you should have okay. to do it too. Uh-huh. Um, because it's like pretty like cost prohibitive, and now we've just gone down a complete rabbit hole. But that's why you know there's not a lot of people of color that are lawyers because it's very expensive so you have to come from a background that can afford that or have access to take out student loans um yeah so anyways the point here is that going through all of that and then to be told by your cousin like you know that's done no more no more lawyer you're just gonna save save the world because you have to because you have the ability to um is interesting and i mean that comes up at the end of the episode but they talk about like her civic duty of her like having to um save people just because she can well she's it's it like goes in with the line she says at the beginning of the episode right what is the the line uh i'll get it the, get the it. monologue that she has yeah, yeah uh, with great power because those with the most yeah. power have the most to answer for yeah i mean i think that she comes around on that a little bit even if she doesn't know it because i think that is a good that is great power, great responsibility. It's it's a rehash of that quote in a way. Yeah. And I think she understands that at least uh, subconsciously. even if, Or if she just doesn't want to admit it yet. Yeah. You know? I don't think Disney would take it that direction, but maybe that'll be part of her journey of not being a prosecutor because prosecutors have a lot of power to, you know, the... So- they, they decide what the charges are. They have a lot of say in who goes to prison and who doesn't. Uh, I think I could be wrong about this, but I think she mostly represents, uh, well, this part I know I'm not wrong about. In the comic, she mostly represents superpowered individuals. And I think it's in the trailer, though. It seems like she's like asked to like do this new division of superpowered yeah. people who yeah. commit crimes. Yeah. With this, Jen decides to go home. She has had enough of the uh, meditations and mantras. She's been dealing with controlling her anger response her whole life. And besides, she doesn't want to save the world. She doesn't want to be a superhero. She just wants to be a regular lawyer. This is just enough to send both of them over the edge. Emotions reeling, and soon, the two Hulks are battling it out. They're throwing punches, rocks, trees, surfboards, literally anything they can get their hands on. Unfortunately, it spills out onto the beach, and Jen and Hulk crash into the bar. And now they've got to fix it. Licking their wounds, Hulk concedes and tells his cousin that if she wants to go back to her job as a lawyer, he respects that. He doesn't mean that, she says to us. You and me and everyone else watching, startling herself in the process. Peach, you wanted to get on a soapbox here, but you've kept it a mystery (laughs) for reasons. Yeah, I just, it's not actually that exciting. I just didn't want uh, to tell Bailey because I was being stubborn. So uh, I put this here because this ends like the Bruce part of this episode. Uh, we say goodbye to him and there's like two more minutes of episode. But I keep seeing this and this is this is the soapbox. It's not that passionate of a soapbox. It's just that I have seen this from people that I know. So it's not one of those backlash to the backlash before it happens things. I keep seeing people who are talking about this show and they're excited for this show. And then they go on to explain why they're excited for this show because Bruce is in it and they're really excited to find out what happened between things X, Y, and Z with Bruce and 
how his future thing is going to happen and this and that. And then they're also saying the same thing about Daredevil because there's, you know, Daredevil was in a trailer. Oh my God, Matt Murdock's in this show. I can't wait to see all the different, how they're going to bring him into the MCU and blah, blah, blah. And I'm not over here saying that I'm not excited about either of those things, but I think it's kind of strange in the She-Hulk show to be more excited about everyone that's not She-Hulk in the show. Yeah, it's kind of shitty. And I think that that is shitty. I think it's weird. I can be excited. Like, you can be excited about all three things, but like, she uh, maybe, again, I'm biased because I just read one of the runs and I really liked it, but She-Hulk is a great character. I think she's already shown that she's a great character in this first episode. And I want to know more about her. I'm watching She-Hulk uh, well, because like I have to for the podcast, but I would if I if we didn't have a podcast. And I want to know more about her. And it's cool that these other characters are here too. But like, I just <laughs> it's just so weird. Oh my god, She Hulk's coming out! I can't wait to see what happens with Daredevil. Yeah, I think that's fair to be interested <laughs> in what happened with Daredevil and Hulk. I, I don't know if it's fair to be interested in what happened with Hulk. I spend zero minutes of my life thinking about Hulk. <laughs> I'd rank Hoose, it. though. <laughs> I think about Hoos a lot. <laughs> um, but I think it's interesting for someone's like you know reaction to a trailer or to the first episode to about you know the show about a female. There's not very many like female characters in the MCU, and their only reaction is to be, "I'm really excited about the side characters that the are men." men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it weird? I. I don't know what the Venn diagram looks like of like hateful toward uh, hateful people. People who also hated Captain Marvel. Yeah, I don't know what this Venn diagram is, but a a lot of people out there that are, uh, maybe I shouldn't say this. I will tell you that I've seen that specific clip of her going, you know, man, man, you know as she does yeah uh be talked about in a negative light why it was funny believe it or not ben <laughs> shapiro doesn't agree with you <laughs> okay. did he really comment on it <laughs> he was like boy wow this show looks fun i thought of course ben that shapiro those people did. were protesting disney plus so how can they do that if they're all watching it and giving it time because and energy stupid. yeah see i'm over here doing a great job regulating my emotions i'm very fired up about this but you wouldn't know <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's also just i get like having a tendency to care more about characters that you're already familiar with but like i don't know like live a little yeah experience something new <laughs> again i'm not trying to be a downer i'm I just think saying you should be a downer <laughs> well i'm just saying that it's weird that's all it's just weird to be more excited about the sub character in the show i mean i have been excited about sub characters in shows before more than the main character so i'm i'm not like maybe i'm being hip- hypocritical yeah I, don't I i did admit i think on the record that i did not care about dr strange and the dr strange movie but that movie was arguably the Scarlet That's a Witch Wanda movie. movie. Yeah. Yep. But but this know, is a just... She-Hulk show. Yeah, that's my soapbox. Is that She-Hulk is cool and give her a chance and you know and again Hulk let it be about She-Hulk. Hulk is pretty low on my list of MCU characters that I care about. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. Well, they. I agree with Bailey because as an Incredible Hulk stand, <laughs> uh, 
the interesting part about Hulk, in my opinion, is the the duality of Hulk, right? Yeah. The man and then the monster, the Jekyll and Hyde of it all. Now that he has solved this, it was cool for a movie, but if that's just who he is going forward, he's just a really strong dude. And why is that an interesting character? Hmm. I don't know if I fully agree with you there, but I don't need to have this show be about him. <laughs> you know? He can be a side character. Let She-Hulk be the main character. Yeah, I thought he was more interesting in this than like most of the movies that he's been in. But again, like I, my my status or we tweet. Put the I- Hulk back on. We got to finish it. <laughs> we, we pre-gamed for this recording by watching the first like 30 minutes of the Hulk. Incredible Hulk. The not Incredible the Hulk. Hulk. Yeah, yeah, no, not, not the Hulk. Not just any Hulk. Well, no, there's a movie before I the know. Hulk. Don't. Yeah. Bailey, that. no, no. What you don't understand <laughs> is before The Incredible Hulk came out, there was another movie about the Hulk, the same character. How do you think the fans feel, the people that were like so adamant that Incredible Hulk wasn't part of the MCU? Do you think they feel like fools now? They probably felt like fools like seven years ago. And they probably still don't think that they are fools. They probably don't. Actually, they yeah. have been fools this whole they time. They probably don't they know anything. No idea. Yeah. <laughs> And well, that's the story of how Jen Walters became her own Hulk. Now, we know, and her family knows, and her best friend Nikki knows, and she's gone back to her lawyer life as if nothing has happened. It's time to go back to the fun lawyer show. In court, Jen stands to give her closing argument when suddenly someone, dressed impeccably, crashes through the wall, (laughs) sending everyone in the room into a panic. As the super strong and fashionably dressed woman resists arrest, Nikki goes rushing over to Jen, suggesting, do your thing. You know, the Hulk thing. Jen, less than thrilled about this, considering she really likes the outfit she's wearing, agrees. Okay, Hulk time it is. In front of everyone in the courtroom, Jen transforms into the Hulk. And when the super strong and chic woman asks, who are you? Jen responds with the only thing she knows. Jennifer Walters, attorney of law. The two battle, and Jen manages to get the upper hand, knocking the super strong woman out. And then, as if nothing happened, she turns back into regular Jen and turns back to the court, ready to give her closing arguments. I thought that was so great because she like was so like nonchalant and confident, especially because right before uh, she became the She Hulk, that like shitty coworker she has like tried to like tried to mess her up and be like, "Don't fuck this Don't up." Don't mess this up. You, yeah. know what it, yeah. you know what it kind of reminded me of? You know the vibes of that scene in The Dark Knight where um, uh, Harvey Dent is in the the courtroom and the guy pulls like a gun on him and he takes it and he like smashes it on his face and then the 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 judge is like, "Bailiff, uh, oh, take yeah, him and away." Harvey Dent's like, "Oh, whatever." And, and he's like, uh, "What does he say?" He's like, "But your honor, I'm I wasn't finished." And yeah. everybody applauds. Yeah. That's, I felt the same vibes. <laughs> What a ba- bunch of badasses. I know. <laughs> yeah. I was very sad for her suit. Uh, suits are expensive. And again, she doesn't make a lot of money. She should have got a spandex suit. Uh-huh. <laughs> if only. Maybe some of the things Bruce was mansplaining to her <laughs> were correct. <laughs> Back at Bruce's bar, Jen, through hiccups, laments that it's so sad that Steve Rogers died a virgin. She goes on and on about this, crying into her drink, when finally Holt can't take it anymore. Fine, Jen. Here's the truth. Steve Rogers did not die a virgin, and immediately Jen snaps out of it. She's not drunk. He just needed to know. And with that, she screams, Captain America. F- 
cue the credits. That made me ugly laugh both times. Like, Captain America 4. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw so many, like, like pictures on the internet of uh, Chris Evans just smiling. And then, it like, the She-Hulk logo of the show is there. And right next to it is just Chris Evans smiling, and that's the whole... One, he watched the episode apparently very quickly because yeah. he tweeted at like 9 in the morning yesterday, like a bunch of laughing about She-Hulk. Yeah. So he one, he like <laughs> keeps up with the MCU and watched it very quickly. What a cool guy. Uh, and, and two, he acknowledged it. We should have him on. Yeah, let's see what we can do. Chris, what if Chris uh, Evans hey, Chris, was on your couch? Call call our people. We'll, we'll get it. I'd tell him to do a grindy thingy on this couch. Yeah. You mean... <laughs> Oh, you already said the first part. Uh, you know what? Let me take that back. What? You know what? Honestly, I don't take it don't back. Don't take it back. Let him grind on your couch. <laughs> it would be a privilege to have you grind on our couch, Chris, whenever you want to come on the podcast. <laughs> wow. Those are the conditions, though. You can't just come on the podcast. You must also... Yeah, b- b- before you come on the podcast, you have to grind on the podcast. <laughs> well, we had him, and then we lost him. Damn. Well done. I thought it was just an innovative... like. You know, I've gotten a little tired of the America's ass bit. Like it was funny at the time and then I got over it, but this this really like freshened it up for me. <laughs> Your dog is just rubbing his ass. Speaking into of me. asses. Yeah, he's he's like he came over here and he sat down and he just keeps pushing his butt more into my body. It's like trying to take over. Need a lawyer? Call one eight seven seven She Hulk and follow Jennifer Walters on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and find Marvel now on TikTok. <laughs> Why did you put that in there? Did you call that? Yeah, Eduardo. Did you call the number? No. You should call that number, if listeners. If you call the number, it does something. Okay, hang on. Oh, you're gonna call it right now? Yeah, live on air. Right meow. Hold on. Well, cool. I don't have to put it post credits, which is great because School of Rock has to be post credits. Why? Because he mentioned School of Rock. Oh, you said School of Rock, and my head went to Schoolhouse Rock. Yeah. It's going like, to be, gonna I'm just me? a bill. Hi, you've reached the Superhuman Law Division at GLKNH. Okay, this time recorded as She-Hulk. What? Yep. Wait, yep. You know they can't see me, right? Uh, okay, whatever. Yes. Your call is very important to us. Our associates are unavailable to take your call at this time, but please stay on the line to hear about our services here at GLK&H. Have you been fined for thousands of dollars worth of damage to the city you were trying to protect? Did you accidentally create a sentient robot who got the feels and tried to destroy the world? Maybe you're an Asgardian god who leaves a giant burning imprint on private property every time you arrive on Earth. I know who she's talking about. We've got your back. Our associates at the Superhuman Law Division of GLKNH will fight for your rights to fight for everyone else's rights because that's what superheroing is all about. Wait, what? But don't take my word for it. Here's some testimonials from our satisfied clients. And, and then this is where we'd include the clients. Yeah, like with their photo next Once again, phone line. They can't see us. I think it just repeats after this. That was fun. Yeah, right? It's you a know fun what it, little thing. You know what it reminded me of? Uh, because this is like 
one of the only other instances of this move that I can think of was if you beat, it's like the original God of War game. If you beat, I think it, you beat it on God mode, there's a number you can call and it has one, like Kratos talks to you over the phone. <laughs> Kratos, you did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> I think also you could call, maybe this happened with Stranger Things as well because I never called the number. But I think you could call the number on the side of the Pizza Bros, could, the yeah. surfer van or whatever, and Argyle would talk to you. Sweet. I love Argyle. Yeah. Ratings. Bailey, what are you going to rate episode oh, one no. of She-Hulk? You did the notes. <laughs> You're supposed to put your rating in there. All right. We'll, okay, we'll, okay. we'll skip no, you. We'll you know skip what? You. I'll, I'll Wait, go did for you, it. I'll did you do the notes or did Rachel Page do the notes? Uh, Who's Rachel Page? Who wrote the Marvel.com notes? Rachel Page is our girl, our home girl. Why do you guys shout her out? Because she writes the notes. She's the one that wrote it. Just for fun? We Because I'm trying, okay? Okay. I'm just <laughs> stalling for time. This is a lawyer tactic. Oh, okay. Are you filibustering us right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While you come up with your rating? <laughs> Speaking of filibusters, we should end the filibuster. It was Rachel Page. Yeah. Classic Rachel Page. Did you write a rating down? I did. Okay. okay. I, no, I'm going to do it. You, you have to go last I now. I was called no, on. No, no, no. You have to go last now because you're going to steal one of our uh, oh, MacGuffins. Oh, right. You can't take our MacGuffins. So, so we have to go first. Peach, go next. Go. I gave it eight bruhs out of 10. I gave it eight fake virgins out of 10. <laughs> I give it 8.5 Captain America fucks out of 10. <laughs> Bing bongs was my other one. Bing bong. <laughs> Fuck your life. Yeah, I but, thought I thought this episode was really fun. Yeah, I thought it was a fun time. I you know, and, and we seem to have come to the same like conclusion. I remember uh we were in the group chat and uh everybody was talking about how much they loved it, and I was like, Well, I didn't like love it. I liked it. I didn't love it. And it seems we've ended up in the same place, but No, I think for me, like anything eight and above is like a really good score. And I it's hard to give it more than an eight because I had a really fun time with this episode i really liked i really liked the portrayal of jen walters um i I like her character is exactly how i expected from the run that i read and i hope that it continues that way and it made me laugh a bunch but it's also the very first episode and nothing super exciting happened so it's hard for me to give it more than an eight because it was really just a hi i'm the show watch me (laughs) you know that's exactly how I felt. I just didn't want to put it at only, not only an eight, but I was like, I'll give it an 8.5. I'll like toss, toss her a bone. Uh, <laughs> like <just> they, <laughs> they need my rating. Is that, a, is that a, a cross between throw her a bone and toss her salad and you just mix them together? <laughs> Jesus. It is. She is green. I'm going to move on from that. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to throw her salad. like the success of She-Hulk <laughs> depends on my personal rating. Bailey, I'm I... really pissed off you didn't give it 8.5 hooses out of 10. <laughs> it was right there. It was right there I for still, you. I can't say it. I can't do it without crying. I can't say it. Uh, yeah, same, same thing as Like, it's a pilot. Shut up. You shut up. <laughs> Respect my... Same thing as redacted. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> it's a pilot. It's kind of hard to like have a pilot be like a solid like 10 out of 10 unless it's like... Lost. Lost, <laughs> Specifically. yeah. Specifically. 
especially because like this is like a sitcom but not like a family sitcom like how WandaVision was at the beginning like this is like an adult sitcom like I would never like watch one episode of like New Girl or How I Met Your Mother and then like call it a day and be like oh yeah yeah great show like like I thought this was a great show and I will continue watching it's just you know it was the pilot they had to set up some things again it was like just a, a tiny bit weird that like we got like only like three minutes of like plot in the present and it was mostly a flashback but no complaints just i don't think it can be given any higher really well i think that's gonna do it for this episode of assembly required an mcu retrospective if you want to support the show you can do so over uh, uh right before uh over at patreon.com slash assembly required your face got me messed up because i realized what i forgot yeah uh so we're gonna circle back <laughs> Uh, you can still support us there, but also <laughs> I forgot our recommendations. Recommendation jingle. Yeah. Another thing Bailey wasn't ready for. Bailey, what are you going to recommend <laughs> to our listeners? God damn it. <laughs> Do you want us to go first again? No. Um, I recommend Hoos. <laughs> I am good to go. Um, I recently started doing a rewatch of Midnight Mass. So I would like to recommend that because spooky season is upon us. And I would also recommend Haunting of Hill House and Haunting of Bly Manor. I think he actually has two shows coming out this year, Mike Flanagan. Mm -hmm. But Midnight Mass, um, it's a great show if you love to be scared and also love to be just like emotionally (laughs) depressed, (laughs) emotionally gutted. And also if you love a monologue. If you want oh, a character man. to monologue about like religion or the purpose of life or the monologues in that show are like yeah. the, the one the, the one the priest does mm-hmm. where he's talking to the one guy I don't remember what his name is uh, but he says his name several times. Uh, it's been a while. <laughs> oh, uh, Riley. Riley. Yeah. Ry- was it Riley? Riley Flynn. Riley. Yeah. Riley's the main character. Yeah, yeah, but he says his he says his full name as he's like basically uh, yelling. Yeah, and he's yeah. like uh, you know he's like not yelling at him but he's kind of yelling at him. Yeah. Uh, well, when you get the full name, you're in trouble. That's true. Yeah. That's how you know. Yeah. yeah it's a scary show. Uh, <laughs> and it's a, it's a dark show, like both emotionally and also literally. There's like one <laughs> yeah. scene that was meant to be a jump scare that Eduardo had to rewind a bunch of times so me and <laughs> could see what the jump scare was. That was so funny because Eduardo saw it and I think it scared you, right? It did. And, and you kept making and you me relive like, it. And you're like... You guys didn't see that, and it was very similar to the yeah. moment that the three of us had. We stayed at this Airbnb in Tampa, <laughs> and we watched Hereditary. And I- I'm gonna spoil Hereditary for us. No, you know what? I won't spoil it because if if you know, you a, know. Yeah, if you yeah, if you know, you know. There's a se- there's a scene in the movie where something really intense happens, and it's a shock with a daughter, and it's a shock. And I looked away. Not because I liked horror, so I didn't look away because I was scared. I just happened to look away right when that moment happened, and I turned back, and the two of them are looking at me like, "Bro," <laughs> and I'm like, "What?" And they're like, "Are you serious? You didn't see that?" And when they had to rewind and watch I that again, I think about that all the time because that literally is one of the most shocking, yeah, not just like seen, like one of the most shocking things in my entire life I've ever seen. <laughs> And you missed. <laughs> Anyways, I don't want to say too much about Midnight Mass because I think it is better to know like as little as possible because what we thought it was going to be was no. certainly not what it was. It turned into something completely different, but it was still very good. 
and scared us all for a little bit of a different reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Peach, what do you got? I have a two-part recommendation. I'm going to recommend Octopath Traveler, which is a, uh, a JRPG made by Square Enix. I don't know if we've recommended it on the show before, but Octopath Traveler, um, there's eight characters. There's eight stories. Octo is in the title for a reason. Yeah, because um, there are eight paths. Yeah, there's eight paths. And you can start with any of the eight characters, and then you kind of just recruit them as you go, which is really fun. Um, it's a ton of content, and all eight of these characters have a four-chapter storyline, and you can play them in any order. So you can recruit one. Well, you have to recruit one. You play their story. You go recruit another. You play the first part of their story. You kind of like work your way around the map. It's a really great game, but the reason I'm even thinking about Octopath Traveler is because there's an Octopath Traveler mobile game that came out a few weeks ago that's like a prequel to that game's story and it's like uh it's a it's on a freemium model like you can pay for in-game currency i have not had a reason to yet you get four characters right off the bat the they gift you so much stuff right away that you very quickly fill out your entire roster with enough playable characters that I don't know if you'll ever need to buy anybody, but it doesn't play like this typical freemium mobile game where like you join a guild and you do PVP stuff. Like, no, you're playing a single player RPG on your phone and you can give Square Enix money if you want to, to unlock characters, or you can use the ones that they gave you. And the combat is almost exactly the same as the game. So what I really like about Octopath Traveler, if you've played a lot of RPGs before, specifically JRPGs, a lot of times like yes, the the enemies you're fighting will have like weaknesses and you'll do more damage if you use that thing that they're weak against. Specifically in Octopath Traveler, all of the enemies have this like this defense meter. It's like a shield that has a number in it. And every time you hit the enemy with something they're weak against, that number ticks down by one until it drops all the way to zero and then you break you break their defense and once you break that enemy's defense all damage is amplified against them and they're stunned for an entire turn so it becomes much more strategic than i would say a lot of um a lot of rpgs are where if you want to you can just mash attack and win the game eventually um you, you like actually have to strategize what you're doing on every one of your turns in Octopath Traveler. And I think that make, that's what makes it fun to me. It's not mindless, mm-hmm. you know? So it's very like, a, like Pokemon, for example. In Pokemon, you just do whatever your strongest attack is. Yes. And then every once in a while, you worry about a type. Right. Um, so that's, those are my recommendations. Play the original game. If if you can if you can get your hands on it, I played it on Switch. It's really great. The music's really good too. And if you do download it on mobile, turn your sound on. I know if you're if you're my age, if you're a millennial, you probably have your phone on vibrate and silent all the time. Uh, but turn your sound on when you play. It uses the same battle music and the same like world map music as Octopath Traveler. So it's really fun to listen to because the game's music is great. Well, I'm going to combine both of yours. I'm going to get something dark and Octopath spooky mass. over here. <laughs> and I'm going to get a video game from over here and I'm going to put them together. And I'm going to recommend Cult of the Lamb. And Cult of the Lamb is a video game that I've been playing. I actually just finished it uh, yesterday. Maybe the day before. Um, either way, it is a game where you play a little lamb who walks up to an altar to be sacrificed and right before you are sacrificed, an otherworldly deity uh, 
says that you will be his vessel on the planet and to start a cult in his name and you go off and that's basically what you do it is a combination of a roguelike like hades mixed with the base building like the community management of something like um like animal crossing midnight mass <laughs> like midnight mass just like it it's a really interesting mix of like these cute little animals doing really dark and disturbing things like you can like uh you can sacrifice your guys you can um ascend them which is basically just another form of sacrifice you can like if you have to keep their faith up and if you don't they'll become like dissenters in the in the camp and they'll start like preaching about how you're like this, you're like a false God. And so you can put them in like stockades to teach them a lesson. <laughs> you can like, uh, make them eat a bowl of poop. Uh, <laughs> you can do all kinds of, <laughs> all kinds of crazy stuff in that game. Uh, Why is that an option that you could make them eat a bowl of poop? If you're trying to kill someone, I'd rather not. You make them eat a bowl of poop because it makes them really sick. I'd rather be sacrificed. Yeah, they? just kill me. Well, it's if somebody you don't like. If you don't like them, you make them eat poop and then they die. <laughs> Lick the white I dog I didn't know turd. you die from eating poop. They get like sick. Oh. And you have to like, they, your followers also poop a lot. And you have to pick up their poop around the the camp. And if you don't, it'll spread disease throughout the camp. I am so surprised that Robbie enjoyed this game. He enjoyed it up until the poop. Oh, Okay. That's uh, the, the poop line. But the game is very fun. It's very low stakes. It's a very quick, and when I say quick, I mean like 15 hours, maybe 20 if you're really in there for a long time. It is not a long game, but I think it, it that's to its benefit. It is a quick little thing that's just fun. It is The the combat is really satisfying when you're in the roguelike section. It's just like a fun little time. You don't have to like think about it too hard. And it's cute, and it's spooky. Uh, it's a good time. We really did have like a little Venn diagram there. We did. Good wow. for us. Wow. Who's? Wow. Well, that's going to do it for this episode <laughs> of Assembly Required an MCU Retrospective. Once again, if you want to support the show, you can do so. Patreon.com slash Assembly Required. Huge shout outs to our Avengers level patrons, Brian, Riley, Adrian, and Michael. Be like them. Come over there. Uh, support the show and join our patron exclusive Discord. You can get our first thoughts about things like She-Hulk. We'll watch the next episode and I guarantee you will be in there talking about whatever happens. If you want to email the show, you can do so, assemblyrequiredcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow the show at assemblycast on Twitter. You can follow me at abcdeduardo1. But before we go, Bailey, uh, do you want the people to follow you anywhere or anything? Uh, yes. My Twitter is Brayley Sanchez. Okay. <laughs> anything else? What do you mean? Where else do they need to follow me? I don't know. Anywhere else you'd want them to. I don't know. Do you want me to plug my OnlyFans? Yes. You have an OnlyFans? Yeah. Since when? I'm joking. You believed me way too quick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're joking. I think you're bluffing about joking. Who can say? What if I put it like link in the bio? Link in the bio. Link in the bio. <laughs> to the host's wife's only yeah, yeah. If you go to our. Uh, if you're trying to see some lawyer feet. <laughs> <laughs> we dress her feet up in little like pantsuits. <laughs> Well, I'm not going to top that, so. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for this episode of Summer Required. We love you, 3000. Bye, everybody. Bobbly, bobbly. Hoose. <laughs> Hail, Hoose. <laughs> Captain America, fool.
why they scared of Eve. Thought I did it one way, ain't prepared for me. <laughs> Mad cause the image I don't care to be. Realness, real sh spit reality. Attitude rude, that's the Philly and I. Need me in the game, I'm the thrill in your life. Breath of fresh air. Little boys hang me on they wall, I grow on chest head. Why you listening to other cats? You got the best head. Come on, try your luck, shorty. I got the rest scared. Bet you anything, you ain't ready and you get left there. Ain't known for front and vouch for my behavior. Same way they get down, I get down for this paper. 16, me from my pen, so you can test us. Still need to know who I am, then cop the record. Take it like a class on me and learn the lesson. Bottom line, my world, my way, and me questions. This bank any way that I do this I was born to shine and most of y'all's borderline bull Know exactly what I want for me You cats is clueless though Supposed to flow through my hands like water Keep stocks rolling for my son or my daughter He's wanna own cash Not what you bought her He spin you old That's what mommy taught her So hardball is played Won't stop today Song after song I write so I get paid Thought I wasn't following up With the second round Now chicken swallow it up While I shove it down Make them love me over again And over your name Bet you they get over your style and over your fame. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Assembly Required today. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Teddy is just being so extra right now. <laughs> I don't... You need to keep it together. He's being so extra. What is wrong? <laughs> I don't know. It's just weird to do like, okay, we're starting, and then silence, and you're like, okay. That's part of starting. I know, but <laughs> it's not... Always part of starting. It is now. It is, yeah. I know. But you know, it will, it'll help you next time to hold your arms out like a scarecrow. <laughs> like Chris. Or Jesus, if you believe in that man. Mm-hmm. Why mm-hmm. does Chris do that? I don't know. Ask him. <laughs> he did it one time and we <laughs> can't let it go. <laughs> like most jokes in our friend group. <laughs> okay, actually starting the episode in three, a two, one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll be... She's going to do ASMR. <laughs> I'll be serious now. Eduardo's upset at me. I don't ever want to hear about how we can't <laughs> start an episode on time ever, ever again. Ever again. I never, ever <laughs> want to hear those words again. It's harder than it seems. If it ever, if it ever happens, we're just going to stare at you. Or it's going to be like a really? It's harder than it seems to keep it together.